Beast High. Hello, podcast folks. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 76 of High School Musical 2. Minute 76 starts out with Sharpay saying, You know, Troy, I've always known you're special. And ends with Troy smiling at his friends hanging out. It seems like only yesterday we were talking about Minute 64. Okay. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> and time flies, but, but, but only recently. Like It feels like the last six weeks have gone by really fast. But the last six months, no, it's definitely been six months. Okay. I, I don't Again, know. Again, the correct response. I don't, I don't know I, what I'm talking about. I don't know. About. I'm just like thinking about it and time is so relative. Time yeah. is just a construct, man. Man, time is an illusion. Lunchtime doubly so. There There's we, your hitchhiker's reference. We got there. I've always known you were special, Troy. That's a weird thing to say to someone. It is. Sharpay is making no sense. Just in general. <laughs> no wonder Troy hallucinates, because Sharpay doesn't make sense. I guess that's the sort of thing that you say to someone when you're embarrassingly in love with them. And oftentimes, that's like a thing that, again, like you would say that like at your wedding when you're like in, talking through your vows. And you're like, I've always known you were special, and I hope you will always be special. I love you so much, Jennifer. Who's Jennifer? Oh, that's for you to find out. <laughs> so, that being said, it still is so vague and nonsensical, and Sharpay is not in a relationship with Troy. She's trying to initiate a relationship with Troy, and we've said before, this movie does an okay job expressing teenage emotion, and at least the actors can reflect it well, but there's some, just like, it's so fake. Yeah, it's not the sort of thing you say to someone if you want them to like you. It's like, it's a creepy thing to say if you're not in a relationship. Like, yeah. I've always known you were special. And I guess that's the point of why they wrote this line for Sharpay. And that's the point of why Troy is rightfully creeped out by it. It's like, but Sharpay has better social sense, though. It doesn't make sense that she's saying this. Yes, but you, Condra, love is not logical, man. Let's just fill this with aphorisms and cliches. You know, like like New York, it's like it's like it's like a living organism, you know. And the the subways are the blood. Only if the shoe fits. Um, <laughs> uh, make your bed every morning. <laughs> so. You see Kelsey bored in the background. Kelsey is the... so bored. <laughs> like our she's audience. Kind of, she's plopped, hey. Uh, she's plopped her head down on the piano and just kind of like totally zoning out like, well, I'm just going to be here until Sharpace decides to start again. Yeah. She's clearly not friends with the Sharpettes or the other members of the band. Otherwise, they'd be like go hanging out, getting a getting a drink backstage. Having a smoke because you're 35. <laughs> Kelsey would smoke like clove cigarettes. Yeah. Kelsey has her phases, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, I feel like, could potentially fall down that, like, artist addiction path. 
What kind of music does Kelsey listen to? I thought we've talked about about this already. She's like the folky, but like not like folky hippie, like like the lady from Friends. No, like because that's not the Kelsey vibe. She seems like she's into Billy Joel. I was gonna say that Kim, Kimya Dawson. Kimya Dawson. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Kelsey and I are obviously people who would be friends so obviously i think kelsey will listen to kimmy dawson but no she's definitely got to be into like that sort of like show tune style like elton john elton john yeah 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 like like big productions i wonder though how much of it is her like (laughs) learning from the genre like how much of it is her researching and how much of it is her actually enjoying because While she seems to enjoy playing her music, it seems more she enjoys other people's enjoyment of her music. (laughs) It's not that she likes music. It's that she gets off on people singing her music. No, that's not what I mean. (laughs) No, I, I do know what you mean. Yeah, or maybe she just likes Rent. Yeah, I mean, it's the time period for it. <laughs> and cats. Kelsey loves cats. Is she a Phantom fan? Or is a she not fan? edgy enough? Uh, she's not. Chad, she's no Chad's mom, that's for sure. Well, yeah. No one can be Chad's mom. Except. Chad's mom. Chad's mom. So, Sharpay is continuing to be weird to Troy. And we talked about in the last minute about how, like, none of her participation in this scene makes any sense. Because she's not actually looking at what Troy's doing in any objective way. Otherwise, she would see, A, that he's not doing a very good job singing, and B, that he's clearly not interested in in her. But she still keeps going with this sort of fake-it-till-you-make-it attitude, which is admirable in a way. I mean, kudos to her. She dreams it, it will come, apparently. If If you pretend that someone is in a relationship with you for long enough, has it ever paid off, or does it always end in a restraining order? Um, Henry VIII. <laughs> All right, so you literally have to be someone claiming to be ordained by God. Yeah. And again, usually that's the sort of thing that gets you a restraining order. Or dead. Or dead. You ever see um, Ingrid Goes West, Aubrey Plaza movie? No, but I thought of Five Hole Goes West. <laughs> Um, clearly a, a naming convention that they borrowed. Um, although I don't think either of those is the originator of it. No. <laughs> um, so Ingrid Goes West is this, um, it's a good movie. It's billed a little bit as a comedy, but it's actually kind of just like rather serious in tone. Aubrey Plaza plays a young woman who is obsessed with another woman who she follows on social media. Elizabeth Olsen is actually the other character in the movie. So Elizabeth Olsen is kind of this Instagram star model type person. And Aubrey Plaza kind of like works her way into her life, like pretending to be her friend. And there's this sort of like, is she secretly in love with her? Or is she just a sociopath who doesn't understand things? Her brain has been warped by, you know, that sort of pseudo. Parasocial relationships. Parasocial, that's the word that I know but forgot in the moment. Yeah. And so... The movie, like, it is, yeah, it's kind of funny, but also kind of, like, totally creepy. It's really good. And I, so I want to see the version of this movie that treats Sharpay as such. As creepy? I mean, Troy sees her as creepy in this minute. 
he envisions her in a wedding gown as if <laughs> his whole life is flashing before his eyes. So yes, let's talk about that. I do want to say, I want to see Ashley Tisdale in like anything else. And she would have been like an interesting person to be in like an Ingrid Goes West type movie. Yeah, I I know she's like still kind of in acting, but not like a lot. I feel like she mostly just does like appearances on TikTok to reference how she used to be famous. Which isn't the worst thing for in the world for a celebrity to do. No, I mean, I if she's it. got the money and doesn't need to work. I respect the hustle. But if you were to tell me in 2008 that Ashley Tisdale like, wouldn't be doing anything after High School Musical, like that's kind of hard to believe. Well, she does Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. So, like, she's just like, right, like... Oh, she was in that video game that I watched, um, House of Ashes. That was really good. She did a really good okay. job in that. I guess if you want to just like ride the coattails of voice acting, again, I have no problem with it. But it seems like she would have been capable of more. And I also think Zac Efron's capable of more. She had a music career for a while. Yeah. She, yeah. She had a music career and did a lot of voice acting. So I want to I want to see the the Ashley Tisdale Assange, though. Mm. I want like I want her turn. I want her to be back. Like Hillary Duff is back. Yes. Oh, if I Ashley, Ashley Tisdale. Tisdale. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you... Although I think I think Hillary Duff has more um, pathos than Ashley Tisdale. Except the only annoying thing about Hillary Duff not actually being back is that Disney was dumb and canceled Lizzie McGuire reboot. <laughs> I don't think they were dumb. I think it didn't really pan out, and no one had like like people liked the idea, but there was no creative central thesis for the show that they could really nail down. People weren't really on the same page with it. Um, I don't know. I wasn't in the room, so I can't. I can only <laughs> say what I read, and who knows how true it is. Um. So, yes. Yeah, so, Troy has visions of sugar plums dancing in his head. Or Sharpay in her wedding dress. <laughs> yes, All of so, a sudden, like, she says, I don't even... She says, I hear wedding bells. No. Sharpay says they're meant to sing together. And he blinks and sees her in a wedding dress. Yeah. Because singing together naturally leads to marriage. Well, like I said before, that sort of line of I've always known you were special is like a very wedding vow thing. But we were meant to be together. We were meant to sing together. I think I think what's being expressed here is if he says yes to Sharpay at any point, he does not see a way that he will ever get out of it. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, no, that makes, like, that makes sense. I mean, he feels totally, I, and I mean, it makes sense that he feels stuck. He is, his job, his employment is being dictated by Sharpay's whims right now. So until the summer ends, he, he truly is trapped. How many days are there in their summer vacation? 104? Mm, I don't know. Um, which has always been too many days in a summer vacation, but whatever. Yeah. What I wanted to say was... Thank goodness that they did the rock and roll guitar riff version of Here Comes the Bride mm-hmm. in Troy's spontaneous POV imagination seeing Sharpay in a wedding dress. What would you call this kind of shot? A hallucination? I don't... Yeah, I guess there's like a name for it in like movie, fil- movie filmmaking where like... Oh, you're more aware of terms than I am. I don't you know. Like, you, you cut away to a, a shot that is not literal, but imaginary. Anyway... Because it's not like a literal hallucination. No, he's not like tripping on something. (laughs) But panic washes across his face. It's like working with children where it's like you need to draw a firm line. 
And if you ever say yes, then like that sets a boundary that the kid is going to try to cross again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you go into the car, I'll give you a muffin. And then they expect the muffin every time. And then they realize, oh, I don't even have to have one muffin. I can demand two muffins. It's like Pavlovian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so you can't give Sharpay anything. (laughs) She is a small child being motivated by muffins. And and we talked I think we talked about this in the last minute. Like she still she still acts out and demands to get what she wants like a person of far less maturity. Yeah, no. She she definitely is accustomed to a privileged lifestyle and can hardly imagine a world that it's not that way. Where Troy, on so, the other hand, sees the world as it could be. <laughs> He's a dreamer. He's a dreamer. <laughs> no, Kelsey's the dreamer. Kelsey loves John Lennon. Mm, yeah, she does. <laughs> um, so, so Troy this- says, I need some air, which is great because they're already, already- outside. Yep. <laughs> but he's got to get off the stage and the lights and the sparks. Yeah, I Sharpay guess it's probably pretty smoky on stage. She's like, okay, she's, hurry back. She, she's not smart enough again. to clock that they're already outside. <laughs> she's so absorbed uh, in her little world, she doesn't even realize that it's a farce. Do you think he runs away and like goes home? Or does he come back? <laughs> he just starts just starts like Forrest Gump running. Yeah. I I was wondering this because we have kind of a I wonder if there's a commercial break here. I don't know if there is. It doesn't look like it, but it could be. Yeah. So we cut away to Troy the next day. Or a next day. We yeah, don't know exactly. In the future. Playing some hoops on the sort of just like freestanding. Tyler! Yes? There's a volleyball court! Yeah. I we wanted to talk about that. finally found the volleyball court. Yeah. So Troy's playing on like the, the Lava Springs outdoor Tarmac. basketball cement court yeah it's not lined or anything it's just like some pavement and a hoop yeah it's it's recreational and he has his shirt off and he's wearing like khakis though yeah that's he's like on a break not like yeah that's like a classic look though khakis and shirtless that's like because khakis are like a like a hot type of pant right are they yeah, I'm 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 going all in on this. Okay. Khakis are hot. Shirtless, are you just trying to also make yourself hot. feel better because you have to wear khakis like every day? Yeah, I mean khakis can look good. You get some nice chinos, like those are good. Okay. I mean they're they're more formal than jeans. Like jeans are jeans are hot in like a rock and roll way. What what other kind of pants are men supposed to wear? Anything. They can... Leather pants. Uh Overalls. They could wear skirts. They could wear capris or basketball shorts. <laughs> yeah, basketball shorts, super hot. You're right. Bermuda shorts. When Adam Sandler wears his knee-length basketball shorts, that's a look. I'm just listing clothing because it's all <laughs> relative. Yeah, you're right. So so he's shooting he's, hoops. He's like working at it. He's focused. He does miss a couple times though. But he's missing all of his shots, Condra. This is a thing that we've talked about many times of like, 
using basketball proficiency to represent emotional um, one's stability. internal anguish. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, and we've given the movie crap before for not doing it, but we should also give the movie crap for doing it because <laughs> it's, it's such a cliche of filmmaking. But it suits the film. Like, if this were a high-budget film and it was pulling this, I'd be like, eh, that's a little, like, lame of them to be doing. But, like, it's a TV movie for kids. Yeah, of course. It's nice that they're finally doing it and maybe you can, as a young person, be taught about physical representation of emotional states, like, thinking and stuff, but then how that can be expressed in media. Yeah, that's an interesting point. A little overshadowed by the fact that he's shirtless in this scene. I think you're, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Like a seven-year-old, are they going to be like, oh my God, he's shirtless. Like, um, Yes, I have friends who have reported that. Okay. Mostly about the scene in the last movie in the locker room, which is like the big emotional scene yeah. between Troy and his father. And he's shirtless. Yes. So yes, you mentioned there's a volleyball court behind Troy that we can see. And there's a volleyball game going on. Yes. I don't know if you watched the people playing volleyball, but it was not a very exciting game. I did not. They were basically just setting it back and forth over the net. They weren't setting up any spikes or like doing any crazy bump knee slide saves. Like they were just setting it over, over the net back and forth. Maybe they were just practicing their setting. No, like the fun of volleyball is that you like, you try to like set up interesting shots. Right? You get three hits per per travel across the net. Like, make the most of them. Don't just hit it over the net unless, like, that's just what you need to do to survive. Maybe they're doing their cool down. Maybe they've been working for a while and they're like, let's just do some sets to cool down. It's not. They're a bunch of amateurs, Condra. I did want to say, though, about its location. So it's probably, like, 20 feet away from this tarmac. And... They are both fully surrounded by beautifully manicured grass, which means the sand volleyball court is a directly abutting grass. So I just imagine the maintenance of that particular area is impossible. Yeah, usually the grass like just around the sand is a little sandy and and not great, but maybe you know. they're only allowed to set and they're not allowed to dive so because of the grass. <laughs> they're not allowed to spike. Yeah. The, the Evanses have ruined volleyball, right? You're not allowed to play the sport in the way it's supposed to be played because we need to keep things looking nice. No diving, no spiking, no running. <laughs> Troy eventually is done shooting hoops and grabs his shirt that was hanging on a nearby pole and starts to run back across the bridge towards the resort, country club, thing building and as he like entered they we get a cutaway in him now walking down the hall and he's got a sweater on too yeah i liked his like blue cardigan yeah his cardigan was really nice i noticed it like right away i was like that's a nice cardigan he looks very smart right now and as he was running in we're starting to hear like this very subtle piano in the background we're doing that thing where we layer the audio of the scene that we're about to cut to into the previous scene, which is a filmmaking technique that I, I got to know where that originated because it's so natural mm -hmm. as, a, as a piece of filmmaking language, but it's not 
logical. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had to explain that to someone in 1890 when they were watching a Lumiere Brothers film that didn't have sound, like, it wouldn't make sense. But it, it, it kind of does make sense because, like, when you're walking down a hallway and you hear the room that you're going to and you, like, hear the people talking in the room that you're going to, you're, like, getting a sneak preview of the place that you're about to be, even though, <laughs> even though you're not literally there. So it's not like it's not a human experience. It's just a sort of hyper-realization of it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it perks Troy up. And we see Troy's mood shifting. Does it perk him or does it, like, pique his interest? Maybe a little bit of both? I guess I I want to reserve judgment for, like, how he feels about it. I think he's just kind of like, oh, what's going on? Because I would imagine... He will feel some sort of way about it when we like actually see him interact feel like, with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the minute ends with him just kind of poking his head in for the first time. But what's going on inside is that Ryan is having everyone square dance. <laughs> They're practicing. I. It it did kind of seem like. He was just having all of the the East High people do a square dance. And I think that would be a great talent show thing. That'd be really funny, definitely. Um, Just a a call and response square dance. I'll tell you what to do and then you do it. It'd be easier. (laughs) So, yeah, no. So Ryan is doing the thing where he's directing and choreographing the staff talent show act. And we see Chad kind of dancing. We see Kelsey playing piano. Taylor's there dancing. We see someone playing a drum kit, I think. Yeah. And they're all having a grand old time. There's lots of smiles, lots of laughs, lots of jamming. And Troy's got that FOMO, presumably. We'll get there at next minute. I don't know. He's, it ends with him having a smile on his face. Love to end a minute with a smile. Let's end our minute with a smile. By doing our decom of the week segment. <laughs> wow, that was a quick transition. I don't know. Did you have anything else to talk about this minute? I did not have any more notes. No, this is one of those minutes where we had like three different things to talk about, but nothing to say. <laughs> yep. And still we're over 20 minutes into the episode. Um, all right. So we get a decom of the week segment. We do these on every Thursday's episode where we talk about some other Disney Channel original movie type thing for fun because we like to have a laugh and it gets really boring if we're only talking about this, in my opinion, mediocre movie every single time with no breaks. So this week we're going to do our our classic of this season. We're going to do a good old crossover. A crossover. (laughs) I guess it remains to be seen whether it's a classic. Is it up to us? (laughs) We've done it enough. (laughs) (laughs) So... We're going to pretend that we are Disney producers who each have a property that we're really gunning for being made into a sort of Disney Channel special, but we actually have to combine two into one. And it's 2007, so we can only use things that were owned by Disney in 2007. We can't do Star Wars or Marvel, yeah. Or anything that came out after 2007. Yeah, or (laughs) The Descendants, yeah. We could do the Descendants we if we wanted to. Probably do the Descendants. We, we, we could we could fudge with the dates if we really wanted to, but we wouldn't do Star Wars or Marvel. That's no. that's where we're drawing the line. Um, what did you pick? So I'm trying to be topical this week instead of pulling something out of thin air. I'm gonna do Rescue Rangers. 
Okay, that's interesting because I'm doing Chicken Little. <laughs> you did warn me Chicken Little was coming, so... Um, and I actually asked some friends of mine if they had any good crossover property ideas, and they, they came up with Chicken Little. But yeah, it was one that we were bound to do eventually. So Chippendale Rescue Rangers is the... Classic the 90s chipmunks. sitcom, or uh, not sitcom, uh, classic <laughs> 90s cartoon that involve Chip and Dale as detectives. Uh, one of them is, uh, Dale is Indiana Jones-esque in his dress, at least, and Chip is Magnum P.I. dress, so Hawaiian shirt. And they just go on little adventures solving solving different mysteries. They got a gang of pals that they travel with, and... Yeah, are there other, like, Disney cartoon classic characters that they interact with? I think that's more uh, Tailspin that has the classic characters, but I know, I think, like, Clay... <laughs> so, there's no Launchpad McQuack in this? I don't think Launchpad is in it. I think the lady... Claire, Clarabelle? No, that's the cow. Annabelle? There's a lady chipmunk that I can't... Chip and Dale are such interesting characters because, like, I remember, like, being a kid in the Disney parks and, like, Chip and Dale being, like, around. I was like, I know that these are, like, cartoon characters and they're, like, kind of like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, Mm -hmm. but they're also not in the same universe as them. No, they are. Um, The first time Chip and Dale, like, appear in a cartoon, they're tormenting Donald. They're They're, like, Donald's tormentor. They're, like, thing one and thing two. Exactly. But Rescue Rangers is kind of like, yeah, from the 90s when like DuckTales and other yeah. things yeah. were big. So And so now there's like a new movie with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, yeah. That come like just came out. So um, Is it on Disney Plus? It's a D Plus, yeah. Okay. Um, um it's very it, the new one feels very Roger Rabbity. I'm going to watch yeah. it because it like has Roger Rabbit vibes. It's 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 supposed to be more like meta and yeah. kind of hyper realistic non-realistic hyper something i don't know what the word is um and chicken little is you know 2004 2003 it's a it's an animated movie about the chicken who thinks the sky is falling but the sky and, is actually falling and it's aliens yeah and there's also foxy loxy and goosey lucy and, and ugly duckling and the ugly duckling and, and fish out of water a large pig named runt of the litter who's voiced by steve zahn and, oh, yeah, I forgot about the fish out fish of water. Fish out of water is my favorite. It's a lot of just, like, random animal puns, which I'm on board with. Yeah. <laughs> and his dad is, like, Bucky or Clucky. <laughs> he thinks the sky is falling, uh, and it turns out there was actually UFOs that had panels dropping, so the sky actually was falling. And they got to rescue an alien, return it to the alien's parents so that the aliens don't blow up their small town. It's a good movie. It's funny. It's pretty classic. Um, it's largely regarded as a very bad movie, uh, but I but we like it. So did I tell you um, I had our cousins over not too long ago and they had never seen it. So I just put it on and neither of them were very into it. It was a little disappointing. <laughs> I guess I, 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 I liked it well enough as a kid and I guess I wouldn't regard it as a classic. But I don't know. I think it is just like a... A low stakes funny movie. Yeah, I, like Chicken Little also stands out as the first 3D animated 
Disney film. So yeah, and I think it's weird to like hold it to some like moral standard that other Disney movies are on. It's like it's like um, Emperor's New Groove, where you're like, it's just a comedy. It's just good. Yeah, just it's a good like time. just enjoy it. Like just yeah. it's silly. Just it's, like it. Yeah, like Home on the Range, which also came out in that time period, is bad. I I have I don't have nostalgia on that one, but it is really bad. Like yeah. We'll have to do a, a chicken little revisit. Okay, so we have a sort of similar animal setup. Yeah, and I did just look up while Chip and Dale work with some mice, and there's an antagonist who's a cat. There's also an ally that is a duck. So, Detective Donald Drake. It seems like we got a. It's set in the Chicken Little universe, Verse, and then Chip and Dale show up to it as opposed Rangers to the other way help around. Solve a mystery. Yeah, does that like yeah. does that seem fair? That seems like yeah, so it'll take place in Oaks is it Oaksville? Oaksville? Who cares? <laughs> Something it's some acorn related thing. They're famous for their acorns in Chicken Little. Um so, so yeah, Chippendale and Do we So is it like did the cow really jump over the moon? Like <gasps> That'd be cute. Or the dish run away with the like But that's the, that's too far though. Like yeah. it has to be an animal pun. Maybe there's some sort of like ceremony where the cow has to jump over the moon and the cow goes missing mm. or the or the moon goes missing. The moon goes missing. That feels very chicken little. Yes. <laughs> I like And that. they're like they're like, "Well, we don't have the prop moon, so the cow has to jump over the real moon." And they're like, "That's not possible." So chicken little has to come up with some sort of like way to fool the town into thinking that the moon is there. So yeah. And one of Chip and Dale's like p- part of their big like they got a group of people that they like work with and their pilot slash inventor person is like this young mouse or some like small rodent named Gadget. So maybe oh, she helps them. Aren't don't people have a crush on Gadget? Isn't I think that a thing? so. I think that's a thing. Okay. I honestly, I, I have heard that, and I know Gadget only by reputation. <laughs> I realized Gadget's in, like, one of the games I play or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I have Gadget in my game. Uh, speaking of which, we're going to do a Kingdom Hearts thing one time. <laughs> Look out, folks. Neither of us play. <gasps> I have a friend that plays Kingdom Hearts. Maybe I can get them on the pod. I don't know. I don't know if it's like, do we cross something into Kingdom Hearts, or do we just say, like, what is Kingdom Hearts for 10 <laughs> minutes of our lives? Well, let's be honest. It'll be more like 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. But, um, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I like this cow jumping over the moon premise. And I mean, we, we act- don't have to go with the first thing that I thought. Of. I do like it, though, because I think it's silly enough to fit into the Chicken Little universe. It also gives opportunity for, like, the rescue rangers to come in and, like, help save the day. Um, maybe while... Chip, like Chip is like looking around. He thinks he can find it, and Dale and Gadget are like, "Let's build a moon." Also, Chicken Little does have very much. This is a first draft energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're sticking true to theme. Audience um, testing. What is that? <laughs> um, um. So I like. No, I think. I mean, what else could be a problem? Like. He's in elementary slash middle school. Could it be like a school thing? Like he joins yeah, a play. Like, no, I'm thinking we. I'm. I'm thinking we jump to like 
late middle school teen chicken little awkward gangly chicken little yeah yeah he's like he's like tall now like he had a growth spurt so he's all gangly Is i like foxy this. loxy like not a bully any well she's foxy not foxy loxy is like sharpay well she's not a remember she gets the brain damage though no so i don't she remember falls in love with runt <laughs> i don't remember yeah because i haven't seen this movie in 15 years she starts singing lollipop with runt and they sing don't go breaking my heart in the credits i believe you but yeah foxy loxy turns good because she gets zapped with like a ray gun and her brain turns to mush is <laughs> has the ugly duckling turned into a, a swan yet hmm maybe she's molting and that's what she's embarrassed about all right that's interesting yeah that's that's a character b Fish out of water is just cool as heck, as always. Fish out of water's there. We can get the aliens to come back because they're doing like a moon type thing. Yeah. Um, maybe like it, maybe it's like an anniversary festival. Like there's a celebration in town, like a, a, a fair. Oh, all the people in the town really want Chicken Little to convince the aliens to help them literally get their cow to jump over the moon. Mm. Like they want that to literally happen and Chicken Little's like, dude, like that's a big ask. Like I don't know if we can communicate that with them so easily. Well they and have, so they have a translator. So, and then Chip and Dale like have to come on like have to come on the spaceship too and help them like pilot like maybe the spaceship like they need to fix it or they need to pilot it themselves because the aliens aren't willing to do it. Yeah. I think Chip and Dale would be more on the ground kind of. Th- they they don't seem spacey. They yeah, we and we did a we did a thing similar to this in a previous crossover. Yeah, it was like DuckTales and Mission to Mars or Mission something. Mission to Mars, yeah. I think yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a good one though. I that was a that really one good one. Good. We did good on that one. I like um, this one. Okay, so yeah. So I think maybe the aliens shouldn't be there and it should just kind of be like the sort of like the very like folksy town festival where they like have to build a fake moon and like everyone is like really like the town for some reason is up in arms unreasonably again and doesn't trust chicken little and maybe, his friends maybe chicken little like trips over it because he's all gangly and he breaks it yeah and, but he doesn't want anyone to know so he has to like figure out how to fix it without getting caught and that's why the rescue rangers come in yeah, he hits a baseball into the moon and breaks the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the moon deflates. And then, the, and then the rescue rangers come and there's a bunch of hijinks and then it's over. I don't know what's going on yeah. here. The rescue rangers help fix the problem, basically. That's their, their role in their show. They're solving yeah, mysteries. I guess, I guess it's just like a bunch of like different character setups and the plot doesn't really matter. It's just like, oh, this animal interacts with this animal. Like Chicken Little. They sing a song. Oh, the mayor's a turkey. He's very silly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do we, do, do we ever track these up to a loss? What do we do? <laughs> Maybe this one. I don't know. There's a premise in there that we're just not finding. And I think we yeah. ha- maybe had it originally, and then we just veered off course. Yeah, and now I, I don't know how to get it back. Something about the cow jumps over the moon festival. 
but they have to make a they have to like make a moon convincing for the town to think that the festival isn't ruined. Yeah. Otherwise, the crops won't grow. Because they're really superstitious. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that was our crossover <laughs> attempt of Chicken Little and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. As maybe well Chicken as- Little just ruined us. Like maybe it was doomed from the start. <laughs> We didn't have one little slip to open it, so, I mean, that might have done it. It was a fusion of confusion with a few confounding things. (laughs) It was a humble little stumble, I will agree. Indeed. So, people can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. I took a right turn at Confusion and Humiliation Avenue. My Twitter's at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, email us and tell us a time that you went ahead with your assumptions, and we all know what that can do. One little slip, one little slip. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, who is not a member of Bare Naked Ladies, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler, and we'll see you next time to see if Troy joins the square dance or there's another confrontation, you can bet on it.